0: Reporting on the games you love, by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of WoW Pet Battle Crew, where small creatures fight to the death for our amusement. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and we have, for the very first time ever, a special guest on the show. This is Eleanor Robleski.
1: Hi, Hi,
0: Eleanor. How are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, I'm
0: glad that you're good. I'm (laughs) glad you're here. Eleanor has uh, listened to the show and contributed in the Google Plus community and sending emails and stuff for a while. Um, And when I sent out a call for guest hosts, Eleanor was the first person to respond, I think within... An hour or so, you just immediately sent an email. I was it was impressive. beginning
1: to write the email while I was listening to your stream, before, <laughs> but then I thought it'd be weird to send it while you were on the air. So I
0: <laughs> that's very kind of you. My favorite part of it was you were you were kind of silly in the email, and then by the end of it, you're like, "This is what happens when I send an email while drinking wine or, <laughs> or something like that."
1: Yep, yep.
0: It was, I was pretty like, awesome.
1: My areas of expertise include sending emails mm-hmm. while drunk. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I believe are my exact words.
0: Um, So, for the listeners, how many beers are you deep right now?
1: I am zero beers deep. I am full of evening caffeine
0: right now, actually.
1: I drank a bottle of Coke while I was at work tonight, and then I just had a mug of tea.
0: Nice. I can be super
1: awake and alert.
0: We'll be be extra exciting today. Uh So, for the listeners, just to kind of give a rundown, what is your experience with Pet Battles? Are you like a, a PvP pro are you master of strategies? What do you do?
1: I would say that I'm more of a master of PVE pet battles. I have been actually getting more into PvP now that I've finished most of the achievements that are available that don't include PvP so, okay nice yeah is
0: like that I... all of them or most of them just so I kn- just so I'm appropriately impressed
1: um. I would have to look it up. I'm missing. Okay. The one where you well, I don't have the rating for leashes. I don't have either of those.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. But you
1: know, I have Crazy Cat Lady and World Safari and Zookeeper and all those things. All nice done. That's good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I actually got my Arctic Fox kit and my Minfernal on the same day, and that was when I got a Zookeeper, and I felt very wow. happy.
0: Wow. And pet tamers everywhere were jealous of your <laughs> good luck. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: awesome. So are you bi- So you must be big on the Celestial Tournament then, right? Yes.
1: I uh, I actually kind of had been sort of trailing off playing WoW at all, and then I thought the Celestial Tournament was coming. And I didn't even have 15 pets that were max level because I didn't need them to do the tamers and yeah. the beasts of fable and things up through 5.3. So uh, I would say that probably a celestial tournament like kept me subscribed to WoW from like September through November. But once I had it completely, you know, cracked and on farm, it was. Uh... Although I wouldn't have it on farm anymore because. My pet battle team's add-on lost all my teams.
0: Oh, no. So, if I went back in there today,
1: I would have to, like, rebuild all these teams. And I'm just like, okay, so, for which of these did I write, like, Wowhead comments? Like, explaining (laughs) my strategy? (laughs) exactly?
0: Yeah, man. Let that be a warning to everyone listening. Go out right now and back up your add-on files. It's just, it's good to do every now and then, and especially with pet teams. I mean, that's just... Exactly.
1: It.
0: I'm sorry. All right. Well, Eleanor, I'm glad you're here. We're going to get right into it. And thank you for being here. And thank you to everyone in the chat room for being here. We've got David and Daniel, for sure, at least, who are in their chat, as usual. Um, we love having you guys in there. We usually record Monday nights. Um, so if you're listening to, this, to the show and want to hang out next time, we'll be Monday night. Probably we do every other week. So it'll be like February, March 10th, uh, if you mm-hmm. want to tune in for the next show. But all right. This week, we're talking about everything we know about pet battling in the next expansion, Warlords of Draenor, which is pretty sweet. Um, the next expansion is set in the past, right? It's like when orcs and Draenei led tribes on an ancient orc homeworld or something, and then that world later becomes Outland. It's all kind of muddy, but we've got some info out of BlizzCon um, about new content, new pets um, coming out. But And I've been following it loosely. I was at BlizzCon, so I followed it then. Um, but Eleanor, you've been super diligent about tracking all, down all this info, right?
1: Yes, I have, I have found all of it, as far as I know. <laughs> all of it that's right, so, available in the English language, I think. Yeah,
0: and she's going to share it with all of us today. So I'm actually really excited, because this is probably the most I'm ever going to learn on one of these shows, because um, you're going to be leading us through most of this. So the rest of us, we don't have to try and track down all this info, because it's in pretty weird places, right?
1: Uh, yeah, there was not a lot that was really said at uh, BlizzCon, for example, and nobody that was doing interviews around BlizzCon really asked a lot of pet battling questions. So, or there also hasn't been blue posts and things like that. Um, so the information mostly comes from Twitter and from at replies on Twitter that aren't necessarily going to show up just if you follow somebody, you have to stalk them.
0: <laughs> you so, have to go to their page specifically exactly, and look.
1: Exactly. So yeah. for a lot of in like in November, probably Mumper was the uh, person that was tweeting most about pet battles. But recently, he's been by far overtaken by Crafticus, who is at the Crafticus. And yeah. also, and some we'll, of this information we'll have... comes from oh, asking questions on Twitter myself, which is very valuable source. Yes, of, straight of asking
0: those two people. I imagine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mumper is Corey Stockton. We've talked about him a few times. He's the lead content designer on Warcraft. And he's the one that gets to casually throw out stuff like when the Unborn Valkyrie was coming out, he was the one that was like just throwing it out there like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is exactly how that works. And uh, LeCraftius or the Crafty, the Crafticus is Jonathan LeCraft, who's a senior game designer at Blizzard Entertainment. We'll have links to both their Twitter pages. It's not a bad idea if you are super into pet battles, which you probably are because you're listening to the show, to just bookmark both their pages and maybe, like, once a week, just pop on there and see if they've said anything new. We'll also, you know, try and keep you updated here, of course. Um, Before we get into anything else, though, Eleanor, this is the thing I'm most interested about. I think other people are probably super interested in, too. Um, What new pets are we getting? Have they listed any specific pets that we know, like, any details about?
1: The, uh... The pet that we know the most about from Warlords is the Collector's Edition pet, the Dread Hatchling, which is actually already in the uh, pet journal in the live version of the game Client. It's a sort of adorable mini Anzu um, flying type pet. And you can use it to do um, the sort of familiar combo to many pet battlers of Call Darkness and Nocturnal Strike. Nice.
0: But he also
1: has um, Consume Corpse. And one of his new abilities is Anzu's Blessing, which reads, Calls upon Anzu's power, increasing damage and accuracy of your active pet by 25% for four rounds. So that'll be, I guess, another ability that sort of helps you to swap in pets during the battle without taking as much of a punishment. I like
0: that especially, too, because the one downside to Call Darkness is that it also reduces your accuracy by 10%. And that blessing kind of automatically Although... just counteracts it.
1: Let me look at which those might be in the same slot, though. Now that oh. I oh,
0: bomb, bomb, bomb.
1: Let's see. They wouldn't
0: do that to no, us. No,
1: they are not. It's in the same slot as nocturnal strike, though. Oh, bummer. So okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's interesting because then you could go for a blessing consume corpse kind of build. So there's two kind of different paths you can go there. That's fun.
1: Although. Consume Corpse is my least favorite ability right now.
0: Yeah. I, it's... When I
1: see it out there, the cheese... I don't even want to describe the cheese strategy <laughs> that I see, because I don't yeah. want listeners to adopt it, but I hate yeah. it.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not a fun strategy. No. And it, it feels like an exploit that should have been fixed in the patch, and I'm sad that it wasn't. Oh, there um, is I, a... Yeah. Although, it may have been, actually. I haven't tried it since
1: then. I've had it... I've seen it happen against me. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Oh. And I did... There is a tweet saying, oh, we should fix this, but it might be, I don't know. It might be more difficult than yeah, just tweaking a number.
0: Yeah, because the trouble, I'll just kind of real short, the trouble is pets that seem like they're a corpse when they're not can be exactly. consumed. And, and that does, from a technical side, I imagine that is actually pretty hard because if they're treated like a corpse but not really a corpse, that's an awkward kind of middle ground. But
1: then if they die more than once, their corpse can be consumed more than once and consume corpse normally lets you eat each corpse only yeah. once. So
0: Yeah. It's no good. No good. Alright. So has anything so that's the only pet that they've t- talked about really? That's kinda disappointing.
1: It's the only pet that we have a lot of details about its sort of move set and so forth yet there is
0: Okay including
1: some BlizzCon hearsay from
0: ah. people
1: that, you know, The rumor
0: mills. Let's get them going. What have you heard?
1: Exactly. So I've heard a lot of rumors about a peacock, perhaps, (laughs) showing up. I could see that. A corgi. That's actually a very popular one for people to ask about because of the whole uh, Corgis Unleashed (laughs) expansion that is probably going to be coming someday in the future, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And
1: also, based on... Actually, this is based on just crafticus tweeting i think we're gonna see a lot more fun robot animals
0: yeah he was asking for robot ideas right
1: including robot sharks with would have lasers
0: all right that could be pretty fun they have that sweet model of like the Mm -hmm. shark with the rockets attached and everything Mm -hmm. all right i like it so uh so okay so we have some hints at least. I, I like those. I would love to see more weird pets. I really like stuff like the robot animals and stuff mm-hmm. like that rather than just like a peacock or a corky. Okay, that's fine. I like pets that are kind of weird like that. So I I hope we see more of that.
1: And I Do, do we so- know
0: Oh. I was going to ask, do we know like so Draenor is like we know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Outland, right? It's kind of like a weird place. Is there going to be like aliens?
1: Well, the uh if you were at BlitzCon, or certainly I was just watching the stream at home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Draenor was described many times as a savage and primal world. that was very savage, full of savage, savage things that would savage really <laughs>
0: savage. Is it us. savage?
1: <laughs> exactly. And uh one thing that we did hear is that like some of the creatures on Outland, like the Ravagers and the mana worms, those are sort of more associated with the opening of the dark portal, the burning legion coming to outlands, the tearing asunder of the planet by fell energies, etc. so we're going to see more sort of just like crazy monster animal things and okay. not not so much those really really weird like sort of fell corrupted things that we see in outlands.
0: Okay, that's cool. Stuff more along the lines of, like, the Yeti or something like that. That'd be fun.
1: Yetis. They're sure. Runt.
0: That's what I was thinking of. Yes. I always call him the Yeti. He
1: is the right. Yeti. There's also the Yeti in Kalendor, though. Oh, yeah. I forget what his name is.
0: Yeah. All right, so so those are some new pets. Before we jump into everything that is changing and all kind of the new additions, um, I think I should just brace myself, because I honestly, I know maybe... <laughs> probably about what we're going to talk about today. I just don't know a whole lot. Um, Are we getting, like, a huge overhaul to the system? Is everything I know going to change? Do I need to, like, completely relearn pet battles?
1: Uh, Fortunately, Josh, you are not going to need to relearn everything about pet battles, because many things will remain the same. Um, The level cap, we know, is not going to increase. The level cap is going to remain 25, which is nice for those of us that have a large army of, of max level pets having to grind out like five more levels on all yeah. of them would be kind of brutal. Uh,
0: especially when there's new pets. You don't want to be going back to those old ones you've already played with. You want to try new ones.
1: No. And the, uh, the maximum rarity is still just going to be um, blue on the pets.
0: Thank uh, goodness.
1: Right after BlizzCon, they were talking about um, breeding in the garrison and how that might be a place where you could get epic pets yeah um but sort of the idea of having to upgrade every pet just seemed so much worse than having to level every pet um so i personally am very glad that they decided to scrap this especially from the pvp perspective if you we remember before battle stones when just like pets that were learned green just you couldn't really battle with them ever and it was sad Or pets that are just very hard to farm up a rare.
0: Yeah, especially if you've... Because a lot of people have spent the past, like, three, four months farming stones and getting Mm -hmm. all their guys up to blue. That would just be a kick in the pants if they were just like, Mm no, yeah, all that time, it's wasted. You need epics now.
1: Mm -hmm. And the other upside to this is the pet battle content with the PvE content with level 25 pets is going to um, remain relevant. So it's not like you're going to be able to just go and stomp face roll the celestial tournament just by having you know sort of the correct damage type or something like that because they'll still have so much more of a stats budget than you as well as their unfair ability loving ups (laughs) uh in the celestial tournament specifically yeah um but this also means that they're not gonna have to nerf rewards on the existing content as well as the idea that you're not gonna have to upgrade or level your pets i like that
0: you know, if I also... you want
1: if you want battle stones, just go kill the beasts of fable. You know, yeah, still be able to do that. Just go back to Pandaria, and
0: that's that's cool. Because in all the WoW expansions in the past, like when a new expansion comes out, you basically throw out everything in the last expansion. It's kind of nice that something will be able to carry over. It also means that you could start farming stones now
1: to level mm-hmm. up
0: your Warlords of Draenor pets.
1: Yeah, I recently realized that every when I get an aquatic stone right now, I should stop. Oh, yeah using them and just hold on to them because the only aquatic pets that i have that aren't rare are wild pets that don't have unique ability set
0: yeah um, and so you don't need them to be rare anyways
1: exactly like how many rare frogs do i need i already have like seven <laughs> just well, from you're... uh you know i can tell zookeeper. you don't have
0: complete ocd because otherwise your answer would be all of them because everything must be rare <laughs>
1: Um, that is how I feel about my moth pets, Josh. All of my moths must be rare. They're not, and it makes me very upset. I also plan to level all the moths to max level, which they're not yet.
0: So how many moths are there? There's not that many, right? There are a lot
1: of moths. There is the Oasis moth (laughs) that you find in, uh, There is the Luyu moth, which is found in Crassarang Wilds. There's quite a lot of vendor moths that you can buy on, uh, Dran Island, as well as some wild gray moth,
0: which is wow. our edge from I'm impressed that you're remembering colors associated with locations. You take your moths I'm very not, seriously. I'm not looking
1: at a list right now. There's also the Imperial Moth, which is the hardest moth to get. You have to be a tailor to acquire it, which oh, wow. fortunately I am. And it's a possibility that you can get it when you do your daily um, Imperial Silk cooldown.
0: Now, does the so, Imperial Moth have special moth abilities?
1: No, it okay. just has it has a different model. And of course, there's the three ah. moths on the Timeless Isle, which do have special ability sets, but I don't yeah. actually run the special ability sets. I run Alpha Strike, Cocoon Strike, and Moth Dust.
0: On all, If you had a three moth army, which I'm assuming you probably do.
1: I do. It's very good for taking down a Terran Zoo in this celestial tournament, to okay. actually. Okay, yeah. Very do effective.
0: You, you use those three abilities on all yes. of them? You don't mix it up?
1: Yep. Okay. I usually right, go with right. a, like, speed balance, I think, is the best way to go for that. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> So, I have to ask, because I'm going to be honest here, Eleanor. We're, we're on mm-hmm. a show. People are listening. I'm going to be honest. I don't really think moths are that cool. Why are you so into moths? I have to know.
1: Um, They're actually pretty overpowered. The other thing that I use moths for is that when I have a team that I call capture slash level which I use Mm -hmm. when I'm just running around um, basically Northrend, Cataclysm, and Pandaria zones, where I have um, one max level moth with that ability set, um, the pet I plan to level, and my terrible turnip. And especially if I'm in Pandaria, where there's no, like, magic wild pets out there, really. um, There's one, I think, one magic ability on any wild pet in Pandaria. Yeah. Anyway, the moth can take down all those teams very easily because it resists beast damage, which is very commonly found on wild pets. And okay. it does high damage to aquatic, which is a very common wild pet type. And yeah. also, it's got, you know, a dodge and a stun. So.
0: All right. I can't argue with that. I have one moth. I can't remember its name. I know. I'm a terrible moth owner. And I, I, I do love it in, in the pet battle. So I was just curious. I never thought, like, I want to have 20 moths. That thought never entered my mind, but I'm glad it entered yours. Let's keep going oh, yes. on, I guess, the important stuff because moths the are topic, cool. Yeah, the actual um, topic
1: of the show is not moths. <laughs> that was one that I proposed in my drunken email. It, it was so the I had very, to very put first time. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I was like, "That's a good topic. Let's see if we can maybe come up with something else. That'll be our good backup topic. We could talk about moths." <laughs> All right, so. So, Pet battles actually seem pretty similar. Do we know if they're kind of going to try and keep with the same, like, families and kind of the rock, paper, scissors kind of thing?
1: Yeah, they've said that they are not planning to change the the fact that Elemental is a double counter to Mechanical, which is something that they had talked about doing earlier in the expansion, I think around 5.3. Yeah. I personally, I think that the time to do that would have been 5.1. I think that it's a little too late now with things like the... uh, the cheating, like, cat. Robot cat oh, in the Celestial Cinder Tournament. Kitten. No, the robot cat oh. in the Celestial Tournament. Yeah. yeah. And you have to kill him with your terrible turnip or else yeah. there's no other way to do it, basically. Things like that. So, I think yeah. at this point it's a little late to change, to change that. And they're also not planning any new families for Warlords. But they've sort of kept the possibility open that they might... Um, add some in down the road
0: I I don't know how much money I have to pay someone to add a plant family because it just makes no sense to me that plants are considered elementals it drives me bonkers
1: well it's like they're the elements like if shaman and druids love something a lot it's probably an elemental pet
0: well shamans are elements druids aren't about elements they're about nature and the moon for some reason but that's kind of nature I guess
1: and the sun druids also like the sun
0: they drew, but that's not an element.
1: If you play a moon chicken. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, so anyways, plant all right. So,
1: demon is another one that people want.
0: Oh, demon would be cool.
1: But I could would split up that. the current humanoid family.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. And element elemental needs magic. to be split because like half of the pets are elemental. Let's just move them. Well, and critters. Because <laughs> if they don't know, they're just like, yeah, it's cute. Let's make it a critter. All right. Mm-hmm. So one thing, one of the most excited. One of the things I'm most excited about there we go. I can say words one of the most one of the things I'm most excited about in the expansion is garrisons. This is kind of the cool kind of player housing sort of thing um and I know there's gonna be something called nPC followers. I think they're called that you kind of mm-hmm. have build and craft things for you, but they're not really pets, right?
1: Uh, sadly, they don't fight each other, okay um
0: <laughs> that'd be fun though like a little pit where you can force them to fight each other to the death <laughs>
1: it's like um yeah. die horde scum and like die, like <laughs> human goes out and fights you're like orc follower
0: no yes
1: um the garrison this is combining a lot of analogies that i've heard from other people over since blizzcon but it's sort of a combination between like an rts unit like warcraft 3 or Townsfolk and Animal Crossing, or the Assassins and Assassin's Creed that gets sent out on missions, but I haven't actually played any of those games. <laughs> so I'm right. just taking other people's word on it that they seem mm-hmm. similar.
0: The one thing I'd compare it to for sure is in um, Star Wars The Old Republic.
1: Uh, they yes, had, another game they had, i never played.
0: Yeah, they had followers or minions, I forget what they called them there, but you could send them out basically on these exact same quests, where if you were a tailor, you would send them on a tailoring quest, essentially. I forget what they were called in... In Star Wars, but that where they'd be gone for four hours, then they'd come back and have a chance to succeed and bring you loot and that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. But this is cool because in Star Wars The Old Republic, they didn't exist anywhere when they weren't on quests. And when they went on quests, they just disappeared. So you never actually like saw it happen. I like this as like a garrison where you can see them out. They're actually blacksmithing and stuff in between missions.
1: That's Mm -hmm. cool. And you, you're you kind of like the NPC that gives them quests, in a way. like yeah. They're like adventurers that show up in your inn. in sort of a, I think, a time-honored fantasy gaming trope, perhaps. Uh, and then you can send them out to do quests and scenarios and all sorts of things. And the followers, they're similar to pets in that you level them up. But they're different because they level from 90 to 100. And then at max level, you can give them gear and so you can upgrade their gear and so they are they're more like you in that okay. way. Okay. They're yeah. like our uh, our our brethren of NPCs. Okay,
0: that's pretty cool. So are is there anything for pets and garrisons at all?
1: Uh yeah, in the garrison there's one of the buildings that you can build is a uh pet stable. So one of the best things about the pet stable is that you can just have your pets there hanging out in the world and um you can invite your friends of the same faction to see your garrison by being in a party together so then you can come in and say like here's all my christmas pets for Wintervale," or here's you know all my really cool dragons or just like here's my rarest pets that i have and you don't because i'm better than you (laughs) you just go crazy with that
0: or here are my 30 moths
1: exactly here's all of the moths
0: <laughs> so
1: I, there's probably i probably have too many moths i'm gonna be honest yeah. there
0: yeah it sounds like you may you probably have a second account just to collect more moths because you can only hit so many
1: probably it need to be a second battle that account though oh, that's yeah. our account wide
0: oh that's true so so it sounds like and correct me if I'm wrong, we will actually be able to say, like, I want this pet shown now. It's not just, like, randomly yeah, chosen. Yeah,
1: that's the idea, that you'll be able okay. to just sort awesome. of like pick, one, pick specific ones to show off when you go into the building. Maybe as you upgrade it, you'll be able to have more or whatever.
0: Yeah. Now, Daniel was saying in the chat room um, that his youngest keeps asking him when she's going to be able to breed pets in his garrison. So I know vaguely that like we're going to be able to somehow like combine pets and get new pets or something how does that work
1: um breeding i think is a very vague thing there there was a lot of details after blizzcon about like well one of the pets will be consumed so it's not like you're gonna have two pets enter and three pets leave but is it going to be two pets enter and one pet leaves because that would be bad in many ways (laughs) if you had to like but the the sort of the idea behind breeding if it sticks in, in anything like the form that was talked about around in November is that you would be able to basically choose like the breed in terms of the stats of your pet by breeding two of the same type together so like if you could find the one like an undead pet with speed for example then your um, coming back from the dead turn would be super OP for example because okay. people would be able to stun you things like that um, or just in general like you were talking last week about how the unborn Valkyr comes only in HH and BB, and if you could get her with yeah. power or speed or both, she would be terrifying.
0: Oh yeah, so, so we may be able to breed that. That's kind of it's kind of I don't like the term breeding, right? It feels weird when I'm like taking this small <laughs> ghost girl, and you're like, I'm gonna breed her and make her the elite fighting ghost girl. But I, you I don't, don't feel
1: bad about the fact that small animals are fighting to the death for your amusement <laughs>
0: yeah. well well it's for my amusement yeah that's fine yeah everybody okay. likes fun
1: okay no. so what sorry I-, I was gonna go down a
0: yeah it's I- probably I better i, was... we... I forgot yeah. to
1: ask you what the uh swearing rating of the podcast is yeah recording
0: no that... we'll keep this family friendly and just All leave right. it here <laughs> yeah greg in the chat room does confirm my suspicions that it is a little creepy so, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, like, combine or upgrade. People who have livestock
1: or... breathe their livestock.
0: Yeah, you know? but we don't we don't make that a prominent game feature and, and talk about it constantly.
1: I suppose.
0: But, I don't know. I don't know if there's a better alternative. I can't think of any. But, so, oh, one there's thing. There's also going to
1: be a, uh, probably going probably to be a trainer in the pet stable as well.
0: Oh, cool. You can
1: farm for bags without ever having to leave.
0: Wait, are you saying are you talking about no cooldown trainer? Like where probably, you can just he
1: would probably be a daily quest. Okay. But the point is that you would not have to leave your fort. Nice. Your fortress of solitude. Yeah. Well your fortress and- of being in charge <laughs> to yeah. go fight people.
0: I'm just gonna call it my breeding fortress. Um so- <laughs>
1: that's creepy.
0: <laughs> that is creepy, sorry. <laughs> Too far, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll take it right back. I take it back, everybody. (laughs) I'll come up with a better name. I'm sorry. All right. So one thing that you haven't mentioned yet that I know we talked about before was you said there would be like training dummies maybe for like the pets so you can like practice against them.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that was sort of um, in terms of a. there was a Twitter question saying, will we get a pet training dummy? And the answer was yes. And it might be in the pet stable or it might be in the cities. They have not completely decided that yet. Um, but so I guess the idea behind a trading dummy pet was, would be that you could just sort of like see what the raw numbers of your crazy combos would be without having to deal with any yeah. opposing, you know, minions standing in your way, any, your pet dying before it could apply the buff or whatever. So
0: yeah, I would I'd like that just to be able to try out different combos mm-hmm. too and just see, see the real numbers. Cause sometimes like. You can kind of calculate the number sometimes if it, like, adds damage and percentage base. But sometimes you just like to see, yeah, that is four digits. That looks real good.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So what about the UI? Do we know, is the pet journal changing? Is, like, battle tracking how you find the tamers? Any of that stuff changing?
1: I hope that some of it will change and that we can get some of the best sort of add-ons incorporated in there. But we haven't heard anything officially about that yet that I've I've
0: seen. Man, I would love a really clean interface for the teams that you could manage, mm-hmm. like all oh, with pictures and names. That'd be so nice. Yeah. All right.
1: Team management is just so janky right now, even if you do have a yeah. good add-on for it.
0: So I'm guessing because you haven't said it yet. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess the answer is no. But the thing I've been most excited about Pet Battle since the very beginning... Is I want it on my phone. It just seems so perfect for like a mobile version of Pet Battles. Like everything is built. Like it looks like it should work. And they've hinted about that when it's first announced. Are we finally getting it? They're
1: still just kind of vaguely hinting about it. Aww. This is one of the few Pet Battle questions that anybody actually <sighs> asked at the like Wow Q and A panel at BlizzCon. Really? Yeah. Yes. And the answer was, uh, no, because it'd be really hard to integrate into the system because they weren't. Thinking about it as being a phone game from the very start, I think, is the problem there. Oh,
0: man. But if you look at it, how could you not think that was a phone game as you were building that?
1: I don't know. I remember hearing... This actually kind of a while ago. I remember hearing, like, somebody had talked to some... Or whatever. However this information came to light. That somebody that yeah. was, works on Blizzard's mobile team sort of said, Well, if they had let us know, like, earlier on that they were developing this feature but like they didn't know until they were oh, playing wow. the alpha or whatever until <laughs> <Wow. laughs> so blizzcon like the rest of us and so yeah. it was a little because a big part of the appeal of pet battling is that it's like so integrated into the world like it's like, yeah. sometimes the random critter that you know that dumb squirrel yeah in, uh, <laughs> you can go is... punch
0: that dumb squirrel exactly
1: or like a little bunny <laughs> yeah or whatever and that the, the tamers are like NPCs. you have to go out into the regular world to talk yeah. to so in that way it would be like well how do you incorporate this when you're not actually physically moving around the world and
0: that's true but pvp pet battles you could do it's all incensed. you could just it's queue true. up and go all right you just so... be like you just
1: show up as some generic panda warlock like you always do or that's whatever. true yeah
0: Aw, poor panda warlocks
1: they don't actually exist, do they? <laughs> I realize as I say that out loud. It's Not one of the very warlock. few things I
0: think they can't do.
1: They also can't be druids or paladins.
0: Oh. They can't be paladins? That's sad. No. What, the light forsaked them? That's messed up. They
1: can be priests. Yeah. No, that's so, weird. Eh.
0: All right. So let's keep going. So we that's like kind of all the systems, the features, that sort of stuff. Do we know anything about kind of the new activities we'll be doing like anything along the lines of the celestial tournament or the beast of fable?
1: Um all that we know is that they're tr- that they're going to be developing new and fun things for us to do. So new tamers to defeat, but also new other things of some kind
0: probably. Okay. Have you seen anything where, like, they say we really like how the Celestial Tournament showed up? Because I get the feeling from time with listeners of this show that the Celestial Tournament was, like, a big hit.
1: I think the Celestial Tournament ended up being sort of a little bit controversial in a way to some people. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like the Celestial Tournament is the one thing that I have done in WoW that most people have not done and aren't trying to do. And think it's just yeah. too hard and weird and difficult. So I would just be like, well, you know, here, here's my Zufu, Cub of zhuan. follow me around right now. As opposed to the serious pet babblers that are the demographic for this show, I think, are more the Celestial Tournament uh, demographic. That's but true. My sort of guess is that there'll be maybe like one thing towards the end of the expansion that's very difficult, like Celestial Tournament. But that in the meantime, they'll try and sort of develop new ways of doing pet battles that isn't just a tamer fight or a boss pet fight, but that's not as challenging for people to accomplish.
0: So I got to ask, since you're on the show, do you want to make any bold predictions about what that content will be that you can later come back to and say, I was a genius?
1: Totally wrong. (laughs) I think I wore out all my geniusness when um, some of my predicted changes... Actually, a big chunk of my predicted changes for Warlords actually happened. Spoiler alert: in patch five four seven. So.
0: Okay. All, all your good guessing. Exactly. Is all I up. feel like
1: I've used up a lot of my good guessing. I think. Um. I think that for the as far as bosses go, I have no idea. Actually, this is something that a a Twitter friend of mine just sort of suggested is that there could be a boss that you could only defeat like with a certain type of pet like there's going to be a little subzone that's going to ha- have some underwater questing um, uh-huh, i guess okay. yeah for example and they were like oh there could be somebody down there that you have to fight with aquatic pets and then in order might to have, like get like... into the
0: next area or something
1: or just in terms of like you wouldn't be able to use any other type of pets against this particular oh place. i get it so it would yeah. be like more of a puzzle in that way Presumably they wouldn't then just fill it with elemental and undead pets. It would be like, this guy has beast pets you have to take down with aquatic or something like that. Okay. Stuff like that I think could be really cool. So that's my bold prediction, and I'm stealing it from somebody (laughs) on Twitter that I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce her name.
0: Well, that's okay. Well, if, (laughs) if they wanted credit, they should have had a more pronounceable name. Exactly. So... All right, so, so I know there's nothing new about p v p We already talked to or I already asked you about that. It's so nothing new about p v p that's sad, but I mean, hopefully we'll get more info coming soon and interviews and all that sort of stuff. It's
1: sort of it really does feel like soon like we're mm-hmm. we're starting to come into actual soon versus soon tm territory,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: for warlords, like there's some those fan site press. Things that are starting to happen, but like yeah. nobody that cares about pet battles is actually doing any of the interviewing.
0: I know. So, I wish I was there. I, I know. So, every time I read an interview, and like they don't talk about, it or they're just like, "Oh, I pet know. battles, cool, move on." Like, oh, please, just. It's like, us.
1: why can't, why can't a real pet battle person have a real interview sometime soon? Come on, Blizzard. Blizzard <laughs> if you're listening, which you probably aren't.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was talking with Zarhim, who's the community manager, yes. and. To try and get an interview on the show, hopefully soon. Because they came on the show, Corey Stockton. Had, we had and, uh, an interview with him a while back. So I'm hoping to get another one. last year, right? Yeah. Crossing my fingers this time around to hopefully get another interview with him. Or maybe even uh, LeCraft, now that yes. he's like the main pet battle dude. He's
1: That'd certainly the main awesome. one on Twitter these yeah. days.
0: That's good enough for me. He's the main pet battle guy somewhere. I'll talk with mm-hmm. him. All right. So let's keep going on with stuff kind of we want to see for the expansion, since we don't know a whole lot, especially like PvP and that sort of stuff. I I think say we just go through with what we want. Because maybe, right. maybe what we'll do get you want, lucky. Josh?
1: What do you want to see in Warlords?
0: I want to see some variety in PvP modes. Like I'm thinking maybe I was trying to think of variety. It's really hard to come up with the variety. But I think like a two V two mode or maybe even just like solo pets. Mm-hmm. Um like you take one pet, they pick take one pet. It's not gonna be balanced at all right. But I think it could be kind of mildly fun. Like, maybe you get a solo pet and they're both buffed up. Like the Celestial Tamer ones. Or something where they get, you know, double the stats and double the power. Something just to play around. Or maybe, like, one person gets one pet. And their pet gets, you know, the 50% damage reduction buff. And all their stats are doubled. But Mm. the other person gets three pets. And so you get to, like, try that. Like, that would be kind of fun. I would just like to mix it up a little bit. So it's not always, like... Oh, we're all picking three pets, and the top people probably have similar pets. Um, and then it's like, nice.
1: oh my god, unborn Valkyr again. Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, then, as I as I was then, describing my suggestion, I thought of an unborn Valkyr pet with celestial tournament stats, no. and it made me just cry. So, well, here's the
1: thing, though, is that haunt you do not want to use when she's the only active pet.
0: Oh, that's then true. You. That's true. So maybe that be tr- so bad. I've actually
1: never tried that because I only just got my unborn Valkyrie this yeah. week.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, when you when your pet is the last pet I up, haven't done that and, science. Yeah. What happens if you to- you lose?
1: Okay, that's what yeah. I thought would happen.
0: It's sad. It's depressing. I did it on accident once, and someone in our Google <laughs> Plus community was like, "It's okay, Josh. I did it too." So at least one other person out there is as foolish as I am, or, or at least as um inattentive. Because I thought I had someone else. Because I forget what my backline pet, but it's one of those pets that doesn't really look like it's dead when it's dead. It kind of, like, leans over. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just bring him out. Oh, no, they're dead. I just lost. All right, so other ones. I want to see co-op PvE pet battles. I want to see 2v1 where, like, you have your team of three pets. I have my team of three. And maybe we're taking on one giant boss or maybe they have three pets and we kind of take our turns. Um, It'd be cool. Oh, man, this is probably going too far. But if it was, like, a dungeon, essentially, mm. right, where you have to... So the first time, you know, oh, no, we encounter a pack of skeletons, and we take them down, then, like, doo, do 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 doo our guys run to the right, oh, no, you uh, a trap opens, and it's a lizard. And then, like, after, like, four mini fights, you, like, get to the boss, and then you have to take down the boss. I think that'd be really fun.
1: I think that could also be really cool just as a solo scenario, too, if they kind yeah. of... If they felt like not making it co-op, because how would you co-op? But Yeah, you'd have to like know actually I the guess. main problem would be that it's like so few people pet battle seriously that it's like <laughs> when can you get the one person in your guild besides you that pet battles online That's and then true. like you want to battle with your friend who's horde and whatever. Yeah, you could queue Alliance. up for
0: it like PVP, right? Yeah. Just like fi- looking LFG. <laughs> looking for a pet battle group. <laughs> LFPBG. And mm-hmm. then like PBG.
1: That sounds like it is almost a sandwich.
0: It's almost a sandwich. Peanut butter so
1: and Grams? garlic.
0: Graham crack? Garlic, gross. Uh. All right. I do think
1: that could still work very well as a solo thing if they, if yeah. the idea of progressing through a scenario, though.
0: Yeah, all right. And we've got uh, Fumblefoot in the chat channel on board for Pet Battle Dungeons. They say, OMG, it'd be epic, almost like solo scenarios. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, comparison, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I've got two more for you, Eleanor, before you uh, throw out your your desires. All right. Um, for me, I want an easier way to level up pets. Um, once, Maybe, like, once you have a lot of max level pets. Because for me, I mean, it's just getting tiresome. Even with the current number of pets, and we're going to get a lot more next expansion, I'm sure. I'm already kind of tired. Like, stuff like you said, like, the kind of generic pets. Like, where, oh, this is just another rat, but with a different name. Like... I want to be able to level it, but it just takes so long. I'm just running out of steam right now. I, do you feel the same way? Or are you kind of all on board with leveling all your pets up?
1: As Well, I actually only just got the achievement for having 75 level 25 pets. So that was giving me a lot of steam for quite some time. The idea, like, there is this achievement coming up. But, um, yeah, I kind of have... Now I'm only really leveling things if I specifically want them to... Um, to battle with or whatever which obviously okay. is less often now that i'm done with all the pve in some ways like that was the other yeah. thing that was motivated me to level previously huh. but at the same time i kind of have like my route down where it's sort of like oh i feel like leveling a pet from one to 25 today yeah. um do i have any pet treats no okay and then i go and i start in strangle thorn and then i wind up in pandaria and I, it's just like it's just a little routine that i do like some people farm rares every day or but it's like i don't have any other dailies to do at this point you know yeah. i have all my reputations at exalted so yeah i might as well just pet battle for an hour
0: that's true all right last one for me i want achievements that give you uh give your give the pets that you play not all of your pets but only the pets that you play a lot like mm. little convenience things like it's like your clockwork
1: um, gnomes those yeah, type of
0: dudes exactly like those types of guys like maybe like they can provide inventory or bank access um some of the pets your clockwork already... gnome
1: becomes a jeeves if you yeah like, wouldn't that battles be cool? with him.
0: yeah like i would love little stuff like that um like torchlight does that where like your pet can go sell stuff like sell trash to the vendor while you're out adventuring um aeon Actually, I don't want to go the Aeon route. Aeon is another MMO. And what they did was their pets actually gave you, like, experience buffs or reputation buffs. That's, like, too far for me. I just want convenient stuff. Just, like, little fun stuff. like, oh, I can look at my bank from here or something like that. Or, oh, he has five inventory slots that just adds to your your inventory or something like that.
1: More bag space.
0: Yes, bag
1: space forever.
0: Yeah, I just want to strap a giant backpack on top of that mechanical gnome and send him running. Run free, little metal man. Run free. Alright, so what do you got?
1: Um, Some of that stuff is really boring. Some of the stuff is stuff I should have said in the, like, predictions for being psychic section, like regular <laughs> Tramers and... Tramers.
0: Tramers. <laughs> tramers?
1: I think that's a pretty common misspeaking thing, because yeah. trainer versus Tamer. Anyway, Um, just sort of after you defeat Grandmaster Aki, there's... You know, you get the quest to do the spirit tamers, but you also get some quests to go to Draenor and do pet battling there. For people that are, you know, just trying out pet battles for the first time, or just returning to the game, or things.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'd also like Seems to reasonable. see, yeah,
1: just sort of like more of a non-linear flow to the PVE content as well, because it kind of felt like in uh, Mists, oh, I forget. Do you have to have defeated the spirit tamers to do the beasts of fable, or just Grandmaster Aki? Oh, I. I don't remember.
0: I don't know. I did it before, but I don't know if it was required.
1: Yeah, cause. That's a I good think it question. might be because I didn't actually get to the spirit tamers until. After until it was already five point three, yeah, or five point, five point two or three, somewhere around there. So. um, yeah, because I wasn't playing WoW a lot last spring because I was studying abroad. And so I only played WoW a little bit because I was looking You're at busy. art. Exactly. Meeting European men and so forth. So. <laughs> um, all noble goals. I like exactly. That. Exactly. Um, the point is that it felt really like linear in Myst. It'd be like, here's a new yeah. chunk of content. Okay, you have to have done all the old stuff first. And then in 5.3. Was that when they added more PvP incentives? I think it was. Yeah, it was. And then a 5.4 with Celestial Tournament, like, and uh, little Tommy, or Timmy, Tommy, I forget. Oh, little,
0: little Timmy. Little what? Timmy.
1: Yeah. With little Undasta, Yeah. point. You know, so, like, you don't have to have done anything to fight him, to fight little Undasta. You could just, like, wander in with your first three max level yep. pets and then get your face smashed.
0: Yeah, and, um, and then when you win, hear him complain about you cheating. And then just exactly. want to kick him <sighs> kick <sighs> him so hard.
1: He's such a little brat. <laughs> and then the Celestial Tournament, which is unlocked by the achievement of having the 15 max level pets. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to see sort of more like either a sort of a branching unlocking where it's like you come in, you do like the first set of quests and then you get, like, two different ways you can go, or whatever, The f- after the first set of Tamers, instead of just being so, like, linear, it's just this linear continuation of all the way up through Grandmaster Aki. I really don't want them to gate Drainer content behind, like, the Spirit Tamers or anything like that.
0: Oh, that'd be I think horrible. that would be
1: the worst.
0: Yeah. I and, can't imagine they would do that. Yeah. That's so bad. Yeah.
1: And maybe, like, more things that are hidden behind achievements, but some of, like, the quirkier achievements, and then you can, mm-hmm. like, not just like leveling or collecting a certain number, but like something, some yeah. zany new achievement, which <laughs> I'd like to see more like zany achievements, like the uh, crazy for cats and things like that. I'd like to see more along those lines um, for achievements. Yeah. So that- something that's a little sillier it could be unlocked by new, probably not crazy for cats because that does require kind of a lot of dedication. Yeah. And it would
0: be cool because the one thing that kind of it reminds me of is the um, the Fight Club, in Orkemar and Stormwind, where like, mm-hmm. so, like stuff like where when the Darkspear Rebellion was happening, you could do something and you'd get a pet that unlocked a new fight in the Fight Club. It'd be mm-hmm. cool if like mm-hmm. some of these achievements would open up like a new pet battle team or something. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I like that.
1: And uh, this is just like one like oh, well here's another thing that I would like to see yeah. in Draenor. I would like to see a uh, goat pet in the undead family.
0: What? That's exactly. very An specific. Undead goat pet. Oh, because you want critter damage, right? Against... Oh, wait, no. How would that work? What are you <laughs> trying to do here? I don't understand this. I'm
1: trying to get a pet named after me, Josh, because as oh! <laughs> I haven't mentioned yet in the show... My screen name that I've had since I was 14 and thought it was hilarious is Undead Goat. <laughs> so I would like an Undead Goat pet.
0: So why did you think that was a hilarious name? I don't mean to keep second-guessing your choices here, because first moths, now Undead Goat. I just gotta know, is there some story behind this?
1: Oh, yeah, I will tell you a story. Okay. It's a very bad story. Okay. <laughs> so, when I was in 8th grade, okay. I had braces, and like... I made some, like, sound while they were tightening my braces or whatever they do with the orthodontist.
0: Yeah, I and imagine I it was a sound it of pain. And like a
1: dying goat. <laughs> and then, so the first variation on the screen name, which only exists on, like, Yahoo, I think, these days. Because yeah. I had a worse screen name before that. So I was like, I need a new screen name because I'm <laughs> a teenager. Yeah. So I was like, I, so it said it was dead goat girl but then I was oh like, oh my god, exactly, <laughs>
0: that is <laughs> so, so morbid, that is and I so, like, this is... <laughs>
1: well, if I'm still alive, then I'm <laughs> undead, so I would be an undead goat, and then um, Gmail has been around since my freshman year of high school, so after it yeah. became my Gmail, I was like, I kind of feel like I'm stuck with this now, yeah. it's my screen name forever, it just it's means true. me, yeah. I even used it on OkCupid, but I had to pay them money to let me change my name because I was getting a really low quality of message <laughs> <laughs> about why yeah. you have such an unusual screen name. Yeah, well, I'm so surprised So anyway, you... back to the I'm, pet that I'm I'm designing. surprised you
0: weren't getting occultist invitations of some kind. Like, <sighs> I too I... like dead goats. I have many outside in my in my hexagram or whatever.
1: <laughs> anyway, back to the pet right. that I am yes. designing okay so you're you're designing do you have
0: abilities for it
1: yes it would i thought about this for a long time not that long but i went and looked at the sheep and goat pets that are already available in game and then i those abilities and then i tweaked them a little bit nice so in the first slot you would have hoof and chew so that's uh critter punch and then the sort of critter delay damage chew
0: is i want to build a team around chew Chew. is so good yeah i think that's really good
1: (laughs) um (laughs) And then in the second slot, it would have death and decay or something. And then it would have rot, which is the ability that does undead damage and then it transforms the opposing pet type into undead. And there's not a lot of pets that have that and a critter attack. I think the only one is Willy. And I don't have Willy. So that's sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think he was one of our combos or something. We talked about him on a recent episode Mm -hmm. for that exact combo.
1: Exactly. That
0: would be awesome. And then,
1: and the last slot would have to have headbutt because you can't have a goat pet without headbutt. Oh, that
0: is true. Yeah. And then
1: because it would be a zombie, it could have consumed corpse. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that was my right. thought. This is, I look at this build again and I realize that there is a very it's very easy to choose three abilities that all have long cooldowns on them. So
0: yeah, that's okay. There's a lot optimal, of pets that have but... that.
1: That's true.
0: It's a good because then it it kind of. It tests people, because people could try that out and then realize very soon, like, that's why I run into trouble with my Zandalari Knee Biter. It has such Mm. a good combo, Mm -hmm. but once you pull it off, you have nothing to do for four rounds, and if you can't swap, you just sit there like, "Ah, why did I make this choice? Why did I make this choice? As they just punch you in the face. Was this really as good as
1: Ion Cannon? No.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. So, as far as I know, that's everything we know about the expansion, right? For pet battles.
1: Uh yes i don't think we've left anything out but okay. um certainly nothing major some of the tweets that you know are out there is so people say like hey can this zany new feature be added that would totally change what pet battles mean and they'll be like probably not we've discussed it though things like that so
0: yeah, yeah. there's a little good. more information
1: about what they're not doing out there but that's not very interesting
0: yeah, and it's just good to know in general that they're not looking to totally change everything. That they like no. it, we like it. It's just gonna get better. All right, so that's all as far as we know. Still in the far distant future, probably sometime later this year. But I know you want to talk about some changes that affect what players are doing right now. Um, there was, I guess, some oc- undocumented changes in patch five point four point seven, which is the most recent patch, right?
1: Yeah, and this was kind of a kind of a surprise, I think to a lot of people considering how short the patch notes were Mm -hmm. and they couldn't be bothered to put pet battle ability changes (laughs) into it
0: yeah that was very odd that's a whole
1: other that's a whole other conversation that we don't need to have on the show tonight but um on warcraft pets i guess the when they were doing their data mining changes they noticed these and so uh some people in the in the forums really sort of pitched together to find what the ability changes were, especially, um, Lucian DK. And we're going to link to that thread in the show notes. Right. So.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Lucian is the man and or woman way to go.
1: <laughs> and or. Nice.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's go through these changes. Cause there's actually a fair number of them. Some of them like really change Major. which pets you should be plying. So mm-hmm. let's, let's just go, let's take them one at a time. You go first.
1: The first uh, type of change that we saw is some changes to wording. So nature's ward, which is a heal over time ability that giraffes and deer have. Mm -hmm. um, It transforms your type into elemental and they, uh, they just change the wording on the buff that you have that, so now it says takes damage as an elemental pet and you keep your original uh, beast or critter passives. Yeah, And that matches the wording on Rot, which is the offensive ability that changes your opponent's um, type yeah. to Undead.
0: Which is good, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. so when you change your opponent to Undead with Rot, they don't actually come back to life if they die like an Undead would. It no. just changes the damage. And they can
1: keep their own passive. You know, if they're yeah. a skunk, you can't stun them just using uh, okay. Rot or whatever. So that's yeah. the other.
0: That is cool. All right. Good change. And... Uh,
1: They corrected the wording on a nocturnal strike, which used to read, um, has a 50% chance to hit, but always hits if the opponent is blinded. And now they've clarified that particular one to say 100% base chance to hit when the opponent is blinded. So um, like a debuff, like the skunk debuff or things like that, that affects your hit chance or whether effect that affects your hit chance like sandstorm can still um make it not hit 100 percent of the time uh there's other abilities that have similar conditions to this like blood in the water which always hits when the pet is mm-hmm. bleeding but they haven't changed the word on those but the wording on those yet but i assume that they will in the future
0: so the thing that bothers me about this nocturnal strike and i haven't tested this i don't know if you have but mm-hmm. you, you almost always get it from call darkness. Which comes yeah. with a hit penalty, so that actually means Nocturnal Strike is actually a ninety percent chance to hit, because Darkness always applies a ten percent negative.
1: I actually—that's actually a combination that I've never gotten around to leveling
0: okay. to max. All I right. have to
1: be honest; I don't think that I have anything.
0: Really, Nocturnal okay. Strike—that's
1: level twenty-five. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that it's like your favorite team or whatever.
0: But... <laughs> I do love it. All right, well, I've got a couple of them, so I have to try it because. If that actually changes, that's a nerf, because I've never had Nocturnal Strike miss. Um, so yeah, hopefully that would be that, a weird. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe it's actually set to like 110%, so that like, it's a hundred.
1: Well, but if the Skunk debuff, yeah. or Sandstorm, like if you used um, like Flash or whatever to blind. Yeah. Which is not weather. Yeah. Then, um, blinding powder.
0: Yeah. Then it should. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that works. But then, then there was a sandstorm. Yeah. A
1: sandstorm should. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to try this out because there's some stuff like the other yeah. one that always gets me is rush, which is a mm-hmm. uh, humanoid ab- or a beast ability on the core fire amp, mm-hmm. and the tooltip says when you use this ability, you go first next turn. But the buff you get actually just says increases speed by a hundred percent. So I think there's a lot of stuff like that where yeah,
1: they little... they
0: they assume that oh this buff will make sure that you go first and oh this will always hit like if we always. make it a hundred percent. Yeah.
1: And I think there's actually um, a lot of things in the tooltips like if you were trying to uh, emulate pet battles on your own in a pen and paper environment. Using only the tooltips, it is not just the variation and damage and healing that would make it difficult. Yeah. There's actually a lot of sort of problems in the tooltips, yeah. Um, in many ways, like fifty percent chance to hit is a lie. It usually a sixty-five percent chance to hit. Things like that. So,
0: yeah. Well, it looks like I'm glad that they're hammering out that stuff little by little. Um, let's move on to the next one because c- critical strike abilities got huge buffs. So, as a reminder, a critical strike is one and a half times damage, so if it would normally deal 10 damage, it deals 15 damage instead. And all abilities have a 5% chance to crit. Um, And there were other abilities that you could give yourself buffs to increase it, but they were all kind of bad. And these ones are really good. Like Hawkeye got buffed from increases your critical strike chance by 25% for 4 rounds. Now it's 75% for 3 rounds. Which is great. Adrenal glands and stim pack. um, Which is the twilight fiendling and some promotional pets have those too. Used to be increases your critical strike chance by 50%. But lowers your your accuracy by 25%. Like that's like you're barely breaking even there. The new one is just flat out increase your crit chance by 50% for 5 rounds.
1: Yeah, I think you look at these sort of changes and you see that they really, especially in the 5.0 pet design, but even a little bit into the patches, they really were just kind of like overvaluing critical strike by a lot. And those sort of abilities, it's sort of like, there was a uh, Twitter question, like, what's a bad ability that you never use? Like Hawkeye, for example, (laughs) because it's just so terrible, you should almost always take the alternative once you're you know, past. Yeah. You unless you, it,
0: so. unless you really love random number generators, that is not your ability. No. Um, the other big one that got changed was croak, which mm-hmm. is used by uh the frog on Isle of Thunder. Uh, it used to be reduces your enemy pets critical strike chance by 25% for four rounds. So like, like Hawkeye, but even worse. Um, Cause your now, enemy
1: could just swap the pet. Yeah. swap. And pets. also they probably weren't relying on critical strike damage.
0: To yeah. Yeah. And so, now, it has a four-turn cooldown, but it deals almost 300 aquatic damage, and it reduces the enemy pet's critical strike chance by 100% for four rounds. That's like a huge buff. Mm-hmm. So, I think, this, with these changes combined, I think you should definitely try at least one critical strike pet in your rotation now to see if you like it. I think Adrenal Glands of all of them is the best option. That's the one that now increases your crit chance by 50% for five rounds. I think if you're going to try it, I've got two options for you. The Twilight Fiendling, you do Adrenal Glands, Life Leech, and Rake, which I like because then you're dealing damage every turn, you're critting, you're also reducing their damage every turn, that's what Rake does, 50% damage off their next attack, and Life Leech, and you're healing up, just, it feels like this cool wear down pet, um, and then also either the Vampiric Batling or Karaji Guardling. Because they have Hawkeye, which is that, bam, 75% increased crit, plus Reckless Strike, which deals huge damage but causes you to take more damage. But if you crit on that huge damage hit, oh man, it's going to be mm. so glorious. Mm. Um, so, all right, what's the next change?
1: The This is a smaller change. It's just <coughs> excuse me, a slight buff to the uh, damage on... Rapid Fire, which is um, an AOE attack that petal feet the Valentine's Day Goblin Cupid,
0: That is one has... of my favorite looking pets.
1: Yeah, he used to fire a rapid volley of arrows, dealing 98 humanoid damage to all enemy pets. Mm-hmm. This is at max level with blue rarity. And now he deals 112 damage to all the pets. So okay. he's just a little less bad. He was a little undertuned. This is bringing him up a little bit. I think probably... The only real time you would even want to use an AoE humanoid ability would be when you're, um, well, if you're doing a crazy AoE team, maybe, but if you are trying to take down a tamer with a lot of dragon pets, like, yeah. uh, Rathion in the Celestial Tournament, yeah, stuff like that.
0: It's just, yeah, it is a weird ability, but hey, it's a little bit better. That's good. Um, also a little bit better is Quake. Um, Quake, that's the one, um, where they punch the ground for four turns and also hits enemies underground as AOE damage, um, but now the da- the the quake only lasts three rounds, but it, the damage increases each round.
1: And I guess and the the number on that is about fifteen percent, by the okay, way, according 15%. to somebody on Warcraft pets. That okay,
0: nice. <laughs> Yay for math! I did not do the math, so that is good no. to hear. So shorter duration is better, right? You're getting. More damage over those three turns, at least. And I mean, lasting all four turns is probably kind of pushing it, anyways. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is great. Um, I think it's it's fine. You don't have to go out like I think you need to go out and get one of those adrenal glands or the um, the Hawkeye pets now to try. I don't think you need to try this, but if you do, I think Grinder. He, he's from a rare drop and in, in Dreadwastes. Um, he has quake, rupture, and stone rush. Which I think will be a pretty cool combo. Um, lots of different uh, damage types there. Yeah, try that guy. What's up? Uh, Next one.
1: Um, so, another sort of smaller change is Horn Gore, which is um, the Zao, Kaffling of New Zao, has this beast punching ability. And I, it, it, he used to have a 95% chance to hit, and now he has a 90% chance to hit. So maybe they thought it was a little bit um, too powerful in comparison to other 95% chance to hit no cooldown yeah. abilities.
0: Yeah, it, it does deal a, a fair amount of damage. That seems fine. Zao is going to be just fine. He's a good pet anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's uh, so cute.
0: He is so cute. He's the
1: cutest celestial pet by far.
0: Oh, really? You think so? I like the little the little crane. I think that's pretty I cute. I
1: mean, there's it's a lot a of mohawk. crane pets. There's only one ox pet.
0: Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, there is only one. Two Although shade. I
1: like I like the crane having the red outlines. I think that's the coolest looking celestial cuz the celestials have a really well, just is straying away, but the, I like the red outlines better than I like the other outline colors. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, so another one that got changed, uh, crouch. It used to be um or sorry, now it's a four round four round cooldown. Uh, and it reduces all damage taken by 50% for three rounds. It used to only last two rounds, have a shorter cooldown. This is exactly like uh, Extra Plating, which is a mechanical ability. Some of the ones from Isle of Thunder have it. But I think, I think it's really only decent still. It's, so you're reducing one and a half turns worth of damage, essentially, for a one turn lost. And if they do any sort of defensive ability, a heal or a pet swap... You're barely breaking even maybe at that point. Um, if you want to try it, I think the best choices are the pandas that you get from the the uh, Beasts of Fable in Pandaria. The Red Panda or Sunfur Panda because you can crouch and then hibernate, which is kind of interesting because <laughs> you can probably reset your HP. Essentially, uh, every. you attack twice and then you can reset your HP and then attack twice and reset your HP again. Just run a really
1: obnoxious tank healer combo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just make the enemy like, rage quit.
1: Exactly. Uh, Just yeah. like be a ma- impersonate major pain or whatever.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. What a- I know there's a couple more changes, right? What are they? Yeah,
1: there's one more sort of number change on a uh, spiked skin, which is uh, an ability that um, porcupines have and stuff like that. It's where it reduces damage from every hit. And it also deals damage every time you're directly hit. So it used to, at least for one, uh, one particular breed, it used to soak up 34 damage and deal 34 dragonkin damage. Mm-hmm. And now it soaks up 69 damage and deals 51 damage. So it's a pretty wow. significant buff. Yeah. Um, one of the Beasts of Fable, uh, Gorespine, has this ability. So I think you want to be extra careful fighting him now. And you might want to try using spike skin in PVP because it can be pretty nasty. Because people don't really take that into account. That sort of those debuffs that deal damage when attacking. I think a lot of people don't play around those. So it might be an interesting PVP thing to try in future.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times you just totally neglect that, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so little. You're like, ah, that will make the difference. But this really could. If you're facing something that, like puts a dot on you or something, mm-hmm. that's yeah. scary. And
1: especially like a uh, core fire imp
0: yeah because that because it's
1: it deals direct damage so it doesn't go back on turrets wait but it's like an anti-core fire amp yeah
0: yeah that's brutal
1: that's kind of what what it would what it would be doing there um and uh one last thing that was changed is a couple like type specific heals that were really bad i guess previously (laughs) rebuild and healing stream so these are team heals. Yeah, I don't even
0: remember. Oh, rebuild. That's the mechanical is, one. Yeah, right? rebuild
1: is mechanical, and it's really terrible. terrible, and bad. And so then, in whatever patch they added the tiny carpet, they decided to invent an aquatic version called Healing Stream. Oh. So it and it used only to heals aquatic the pets? user exactly. So it heals the oh. user and all mechanical pets for rebuild, or aquatic pets for Healing Stream, so bad. for a fairly small amount. And so now with the new version, it heals the user for about 370. And then the other mechanical and aquatic pets are only half that. So it doesn't require, it doesn't rely on you having a team that's the same as much. Um, although one thing that I noticed when I was looking up the, these abilities is that Healing Stream is actually on one non-aquatic pet. What? your Crane Chick from the um, Timeless Isle that you loot in the, in the nests. Yeah. Which mine is just like, you know, sit, hanging out at green and level one. But <laughs> now I'm actually sort of interested Still. in trying to level it up and uh, pair it with some other aquatic pets. Because aquatics yeah. really can like take down the elementals. And then yeah, obviously and... the flying crane can take down the aquatics that other people are running to counter elementals.
0: Yeah, that's a so. cool idea. Because the interesting thing about that is that 370 is the exact heal that most... um. Uh, healing waves do Mm. so so it's basically a healing wave with extras like there's no real downside compared to healing wave at that point which i like
1: yeah i think that they sort of they thought that being a a team heal made it more powerful but because it's a specific team Uh, heal i think making it op like because you're sacrificing a lot to put you know have two pets the same type on your team that's already like a sacrifice so it needs to have an upside
0: yeah in that way yeah, I agree. That's awesome. So are you gonna make a new team around that? Around the aquatic ones? Is that what you think? I'm people thinking should try?
1: about it, but I um, need to wait until I have a flying upgrade stone for my um for my crane before I can really I guess, uh Yeah. Do that do that team. I might try and farm one up though. Try and farm some upgrade stones.
0: Ah, oh, nice. Alright, so I think that's everything we know about Pet Battles in the next expansion and in the most recent patch. Um, I can't wait to play it. I can't wait to try some of these new crit pets. Um, I didn't know about that until today, until we talked about it uh, for this show, so I'm super excited. Um, If you know or heard anything else related to pets, if somehow Eleanor missed it or I missed it or everybody missed it except for you, let us know. Or if you have your own hopes for kind of what you think they'll add. Uh, sure, on our website, gamediplomat.com, or in our Google Plus community, where we're all talking. David, Daniel, all the guys in the chat room, uh, Fumblefoot, are all there all the time talking about it. So we've got a question, actually, from the community that I'm curious to get your thoughts on, Eleanor, because I know what my thoughts are, but I don't know yours. Um... Uh, Doug Taylor asks what are your thoughts on consumable pet buffs as an idea for future expansion packs for example imagine a new type of item that has a random drop chance even more rare than a stone but it grants a buff such as 10% speed for 30 minutes only on the pet you cast it on it can add a new level of complexity to pet battles and cause us to reevaluate existing strategies all right Eleanor first impressions
1: I am not a big fan of of this, especially for PvP. I think yeah. it could really sort of unbalance it and make it kind of unfun. Especially the idea of having it be pet-specific, I guess. Like, maybe for PvE, if it applied to all your pets, it could do something. But then I think that's a, sort of a weird way to gate, both to, like, gate new content and also to go back and, like make old content less fun basically the same reasons that i'm glad we're not leveling pets to 30 or upgrading them to epic i would for those similar reasons i would like i would not like to see something like this
0: okay daniel in the chat room thought it was very interesting i actually thought it was really interesting My too chat is
1: frozen. sorry oh no <laughs> i should refresh
0: you can fix it while i talk Alright, if it was PvE only, I agree, that's kind of upfront. If it is PvP, it would really bother me, because in competitive environments, whether it's competitive raiding or competitive battlegrounds, anything like that, these fun additions quickly become mandatory if you want to win, just because somebody will be out there grinding them all the time, and if you can do this, then you have to do this. Like, if you remember battlegrounds from back in the day... Like, you had to have the food buffs, you had to have a warlock, you had to have a druid for all the battle res. Like, you just had to because you could. Um, If it's PvE, though, I love it. I love the idea of mixing up strategies, like, you know, like putting speed on pets that don't have speed and kind of opening up new options there. I also really, really like that it gives you kind of like a, a handicap almost when you're facing a tough challenge like if you really can't beat something like if someone's really having trouble at the celestial tournament because i know i had i've had trouble on a couple bosses mm-hmm. at the celestial Tournament. because i just don't have the ideal pets i like the idea that i could pull out a consumable and be like you know what i need help this time like i'll certainly throw it can some help of these with on. the
1: with the rng strategies as well yeah like uh a- When you're trying to take down Terran Zoo with three moths. And
0: then (laughs) just
1: moth dust never causes them to fall asleep. And then you have to bring out your next set of three max level moths to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really obnoxious.
0: Yeah. Luckily, you could do that ten times or so before you run out. But not everyone can.
1: No. Most people don't even have three.
0: Yeah. I like the idea that you can... um, do maybe more interesting things rather than just stat boost too. Like I like the idea of like even like the next pet on your any of your teams that dies resurrects with 50% health or deal X more damage to beasts or heal for 10% more or even something as simple as like at the end of every pet turn for the next 30 turns, deal one damage to the enemy pet. We're like, okay, you could start trying to kind of build teams around that and get more value out of it. I think it could be kind of fun.
1: Although... I'm going to say part of the other reason I don't like it is because I like that I get to be really elitist about pet battles. <laughs> was it before the show? I think we were talking or was it on the show? I don't remember. I'm sorry about how I was like, I've done the celestial tournament and most people yeah. have not done that. And that's awesome. And yeah. anything that makes it easier to do other than like reading strategies and leveling specific counter pets, which is what I did. So that's you know fine. It's just like, it just makes me sad.
0: I understand, but it's okay if people start doing the Celestial Tournament a bit easier after the next expansion comes out, because you'll be true. off doing some new hardcore thing.
1: It's true, but th- they'll be earning upgrade stones that I don't bother <laughs> to go back and do That's or whatever. True. So
0: Well, maybe you will bother to go back just to prove that you're still better than them. Probably. See, yeah, now probably the trick not. is going to be... Lazy. The trick is, I think, is going to be when people start trying to figure out ways to do the celestial tournament with like only losing three pets total, or something like that. I think that's going to be the next challenge, like seeing how far you can get without like losing any pets or something like that.
1: And like putting putting different restrictions on yourself, yeah, to make it
0: make it fun. And you that... know,
1: I was thinking this is really sort of off topic, but yeah. I don't know why we have to have three celestial coins to buy one upgrade stone. Yeah. I think if there was, if it was one, or maybe even two, then I would go back there and do it. But it's sort of like I need an undead upgrade stone. It's like, well, I can either farm bags, or I can play three weeks, three weeks <laughs> in a row, go to celestial <laughs> tournament.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Hopefully they'll lower that over time.
1: I I would like that. To see that a lot. That's a change I'd like to see in the future. Only there we one go. Celestial coin per upgrade stone. Yeah. Get on it, Blizzard.
0: Toss it in the predictions column. Exactly. All right, let, let's jump into the crew combo. because we got more money, more problems this week, thanks to Scott. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm Bana's... gonna try
1: and pronounce this last name, okay. Josh. So I know you have trouble with names. I think Please. it's Scott Bonaszewski. That's what I'm gonna go with, Scott Bonaszewski.
0: I would have been way off, so I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs>
1: I have from... a crazy Polish last name, so I'm gonna feel qualified okay. to pronounce everyone else's right. Polish last name.
0: See, I'm glad you're here this week. Uh, the rest of it could have just been, you know, who cares? But now I'm glad you're here this week. This is cool. oh,
1: thanks, Josh. Just glad kidding. I brought so much to your podcast, helping <laughs> you pronounce.
0: This no. is basically your podcast this week because I knew it's nothing true. about what we've talked about so far. Uh, I did it. I did bring the question though that someone else wrote, yes, so did. that's <laughs> that's worth saying. All right, Scott's combo is a three-part combo. It, it uses call lightning, which deals damage initially, and then whenever a pet takes damage, it gets zapped with lightning for more damage. Make it rain, which deals damage every turn for five turns on the enemy team, and inflation, which deals damage and applies a double damage debuff on the enemy pet. It's kind of like Stampede. And call uh, lightning
1: also increases the damage of every mechanical ability on its initial hit, as well as adding that secondary Yes,
0: hit, that is by true. By the way. Yes. Which is
1: important to this particular that is. lightning storm combo.
0: Yeah. So the strategy, yeah, is put up Call Lightning, get that weather effect up, um, and then you do Make It Rain, which is the dot, which, like Eleanor said, is dealing 25% more damage thanks to the Lightning Storm. And then it also applies damage every single turn. Oh. What? Yeah.
1: Make It Rain and Inflation are also abilities on Little Bling, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, call Lightning is on a lot of different pets that. Yeah, but have not been on Little Bling. On previous episodes of this show, certainly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tranquil Mechanical Yeti, my BFFFF.
1: Or just the, if you just need one fast at level 25, Wild Jade Serpent Hatchling.
0: Yeah. Which is actually a really good pet, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So you do Lightning Storm, then you do Make It Rain, you know, to put a dot that's procking Lightning every turn, and then you cast Inflation, which hits the enemy pet three times every turn by itself, plus it increases all the other damage um, by 100% for four turns, so let's go through this. Step one, call lightning. 350 damage up front and the weather changes. Then you swap to little bling. So you're using whatever call lightning pet you want. Bring in little bling, which is the little... Uh, I don't really like him, I have to admit. He's like the clockwork gnome. He's man. Yeah, he he's a clockwork gnome, but it's he's all bling-tron. gold with diamonds. Yeah, it's baby Billingtron. That's a good way to put it. Um, and then you cast make it rain, which is 500 damage up front. I didn't realize how big that number was. Until I actually looked at the hmm. ability, so I don't have no wonder it
1: always like squashes you. When yeah, you're <laughs> exactly. In the tournament, fighting Blingtron.
0: Yeah. And he brings Five, out Mini Me. Yeah, 500 damage up front, and then you get 50 damage from the dot and two lightning procs for 72 damage. Then you do inflation, which is three hits for 42 damage each, plus 100 from the dot, plus uh, four procs of lightning for 180, um, and then inflation again, inflation again, repeat, repeat. Um, so combined, I added up all the numbers, you deal 350 damage, turn 1, turn 2 is 0, because you're swapping pet 3, or turn 3, 622 damage in a turn, then 400 damage, then 640, then 640 again, and you leave behind a double damage buff for 2 turns. That's an average. If the if everyone lives long enough to do all their abilities, of course, 443 damage per turn, with the double damage left afterwards which is an- another like what couple hundred like an extra 300 damage on average per turn mm-hmm. right so assuming i mean assuming you're
1: you... not using terrible abilities of course yeah
0: of course yeah Assu- if you're pulling off this combo you probably know what you're doing hopefully probably um, yeah i mean if you get lucky and bling is able to survive through that full combo that is just devastating you can easily kill two pets with that um and keep in mind, Lightning Storm is hitting you you too, of course. Because mm-hmm. that's always kind of the downside of that. If they have some ability that's swiping you three, four times every turn. They and have if they're Spiked Skin. Yo yeah, spiked skin. Oh my gosh.
1: This would be awful on spiked skin. <laughs> inflation. You just... You'd kill yourself with You're inflation immediately. Yourself.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That's bad. Um and, and if they're elemental Then, you know, the weather proc isn't hitting them. Or if they can weather... Rewrite the weather. I mean, there's a lot of downsides, right?
1: Also, if they're elemental, they resist mechanical damage. So, it's just terrible against elemental.
0: Yeah. But against anyone else... I mean, when you can pull off this combo against the right pets... And maybe in PvE, it's probably a little more reliable, obviously. Because you know what you're going to be fighting. This can be absolutely brutal. Um, Trying to get the Beast
1: of Fable, maybe. Yeah. Probably Zhao in the Celestial Tournament. Yeah. Or... I like any call lightning strategy against Zhao or Zufu.
0: Yeah, um, any of the beasts.
1: Yeah. You have to have a really particularly timed one for Zhao though, because you need to kill him between when he casts Wish and when Wish procs.
0: But. Yep. All right, so that's our combo. I think it's pretty cool. It's fun to try out. So, yeah, a little bling, and like Eleanor said, there's a bunch of pets with call lightning. Tranquil mechanical yeti is Josh approved, um, but there's a lot of cool ones out there, too. Um, iTunes review. We got one. By Zura. Hooray! Zura says, hey, I'm really enjoying the show. Please give us more, in all caps. Thanks for the great content. I would like to see a top 10 must-have for PvP and PvE. Regards, Zura. So, thanks, Zura. Obviously, I think this is a really cool idea. I mean, we sort of did a pet list um, two episodes ago (laughs) built from community suggestions um, based on kind of the, the new tamer's hand. But, like, here's some pets to start out with. But we didn't really do a must-have list. I, I kind of like the idea of maybe dedicating a whole episode to just picking the top 10 for PvE and PvE. Do you, what do you think? Is that Would that be kind of fun?
1: I think this is a real common question that gets um, asked. I actually, shoot, I thought of something I meant to paste in the show notes and never did. So I'm looking for it on my computer <laughs> right now. I got a very strange tweet from a person that doesn't even follow me. But this is how I knew that I had like arrived as a pet battle expert, I guess, when I got this weird tweet from a person that didn't even follow me. But, as he said, "What statement pets win with coaches on Pandaria? Give me the names, thank you, smiley face."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, and they tweeted that yeah. about like five other people, so including half half of them were Blizzard employees. Yeah. So I think this is a very common question that a lot of people like to see answered.
0: Yeah. So that's cool. So maybe we'll try and do that uh, for our next guide. Um, So we're doing the review next week, then a new team, and then maybe a guide after that. So I think this would be fun. So if you guys have ideas, if any listeners have ideas for what your top 10 is, I mean, send it in. Let us know. Put it in the show notes. Google. I will send you my top
1: 10, Josh. It will all be
0: moths. Uh, (laughs) All 10 moths. All 10 moths. Except you'll actually send in like 20 because it's a 20-way tie for first place. I'll send in
1: every moth (laughs) available in games.
0: Perfect. Um, So if you have other ideas for topics for the show, like Zura, please send them in the comment or leave them in even better. Leave them in your comment as you also leave a five star rating on iTunes. That helps more people find the show helps get more people in the pet battles and gets more people hanging out with us. So that would be awesome. Um, And as usual, We're going to have full show notes for this episode, which will have links, details for all the expansion pets and features we talked about today, along with links to the key people and places you'll want to bookmark if you want to start following that yourself, or just follow Eleanor and she'll give it all to you. Of course, it'll all be on GameDiplomat.com. Next week on Wild Pet Battle Crew, I'm excited, we're doing the review of our combo team. Have you tried this team yet, Eleanor?
1: Yeah, this is actually my favorite kind of team to run so i was running it even before you did the episode awesome. um i did was i was motivated by the uh by the podcast to actually go out and farm an unborn valkyr oh i only nice. just got around to upgrading her to blue quality uh sunday yesterday as we are recording this yeah so um yeah i thought oh i'll just i had she was gray and i leveled her to 25 at different tamers and none of them had given stones in the bags and i was like well i'll just go do beasts of fable and i got one battlestone and it was nice. dead. and i was very Perfect. happy but so i haven't had a chance to really run her yet i was so- running um nexus whelpling along mm-hmm. with electrified razor tooth who does bite nice. in blood in the water yeah and spirit of summer which just burns plus conflagrate which is one that I really like. And I then if so. I get really annoyed at other people having unborn Valkyries or elemental <laughs> pets, I will just bring in a frog. Um, mm-hmm. It has tongue lash, so it can kill undeads with the critter damage. But it also has a one-two punch, um, which is cleansing rain plus any aquatic damage because cle- uh, all yeah. aquatic abilities do more damage in the rain. 25% so cleansing more, rain right? Plus frog kiss, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and if you can have the rain up and you bring out your razor tooth, then blood in the water can one shot um oh some, like elemental Ooh. pets with a don't have a very tanky breed it's nice. pretty beautiful
0: that's fun that's cool yeah awesome i'll have to tr- i haven't tried uh any of the frogs in this lineup that's fun i'll have to toss one in the third wheel and see how it does
1: i need oh. to level a better breed of frog though mine are all like yeah. balance balance yeah i need something with speed and power yeah
0: so for the frog kiss, because you want to try and proc it before Yeah, you speed for yeah. frog
1: kiss to um, keep the undead from doing... Especially for undead, stuns are very powerful against yeah. yeah, undead if you can get them on their last turn. Yeah. And power just so that it's got more damage to it.
0: Awesome. Now, a lot of people have actually reported great success with Rotten Little Helper in the third wheel, which kind of surprised me. Um, so if you haven't tried that out yet... Um, <laughs> Try playing the team. The team is simple, and that's why I love this one. Just like Eleanor was saying, it's one of her favorites. Because all it is is find pets that have good combos by themselves. Put three You're in a to... team and punch face.
1: I do not have Rotten Little Helper, though. I yeah. tried very hard to farm him up over Winter's Veil, vale, but I just didn't have enough high-level characters, I think.
0: Yeah. It was surprisingly difficult. I'm sad that they made it so hard to get. Hopefully, they'll make it easier next year. Um, So if you try this team at all, send your thoughts, because next next week is going to be the review, Um, and I love putting your guys' thoughts in the review show, so we all kind of talk about what we learned, and what we kind of figured out and worked better, so we can all do great pets like this frog pet. I gotta try this. I really need to... frogs
1: OP, man.
0: Frogs OP. OP. Speed frogs. Um, (laughs) Nerf
1: frogs. Yeah. (laughs) Don't nerf frogs. I love them.
0: No, they're so nice. They're kind of... They're the moths of the water, if you will.
1: Yeah, um, although moths moths are a hard counter to frogs.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: They have, uh, I mean, they, they do flying foot. damage, plus they also have dodges and yeah, and sleeps. All
0: right, and then on Happy Hearthstone, my other podcast I'm really excited about, we just did an arena guide where we talked about paladin and shaman plus general arena tips. Uh, my arena rating, I'm excited because I had a guest on the show, Scott, who much like this episode, actually, I'm I'm basically ah. just, I'm getting phased out. Scott and Eleanor just know more than me, and so I learned a lot in both of these, and I'm really excited. Um, as always, though, you guys know a lot, too. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show, what you'd like to see added in future episodes. You can contact me directly. I'm at Jay augustine, or you can email me, at outlook.com. Or you can share with the whole community. Leave a comment on the blog, gamediplomat.com. Click on Pet Battles. You'll go right there. Or if you prefer Google Plus, we have a great community with all the awesome people in the chat room: Daniel, David, Fumblefoot, everybody. Um, in there, they want to talk with Pet Battles about you, uh, Eleanor. Where can people find you?
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at Undead Goat. Um, as I previously discussed, I yeah. I sometimes commented on the Google Plus community, which is like the only time I've used Google Plus for <laughs> anything. Yeah, like literally ever so
0: yeah you're not the only one in there that that is true of
1: (laughs) you you're trying very hard to make uh google plus happen josh and i think
0: yeah it's honestly like if there was a system just like google plus that existed somewhere else i just think it's so great because everyone can introduce new topics it's all on one page the conversation stays together on twitter it's like a less
1: stupid forum basically. It like forums <laughs> it are old-fashioned and stupid in yeah, many ways. That's a that's so, well put.
0: A less stupid forum, that should be the new Google Plus slogan. Use us. We're less stupid than that other thing I, you I stopped using. And I think using it in
1: that way is better than trying to use it, you know, like Facebook, because...
0: Yes, I agree. You can't
1: use it like Facebook.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, that's why we just have a community. I don't have a page where I'm telling everybody what's up with mm-hmm. our show. It's just let's all talk about pet battles.
1: And uh, uh to continue the self-promotion, though,
0: the, yeah, I have please.
1: a wow blog which can be found at sorella in stitches which is s y r e l l a and we'll put the link in the show notes it's my yeah. character name so you know it had to be in my wow blog and that's where <laughs> you can find some of the sources and stuff about the the news that we've talked about yeah. as some of it you know, I didn't copy and paste every tweet into the show notes for us to read out loud. Yeah. Um, but you can find copy and pasted tweets and things like that over there.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, some other WoW-related things. And I, I'm i trying to get my Etsy store set up, but right now I'm having problems finding my camera battery charger.
0: Oh, no. But...
1: <laughs> exactly. And I have some really cute uh, WoW-related cross-stitch patterns that have been, like... Almost ready to go for a while, so I just need to borrow a camera and do it. So oh, hopefully, cool. since podcasts yeah. are forever, I'm just going to put this now. <laughs> yeah, and the hope link will that stay in the, the show time notes. People yeah. have listened exactly, so I do have the um, urls urls it, and it's eleanorinstitches.etsy.com dot com or awesome. etsy. dot com slash EleanorInStitches. I don't even know which one it is, <laughs> and it's Ooh. so going to be nerdy needlecraft focused my plan, but we'll see.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so if you go to the show notes, all these links will be down at the bottom where we have all the information about contact and links and stuff. That'll all be there. So you can check out Eleanor everywhere. Definitely recommend following her on Twitter. She's talking with um, the Blizzard devs all the time about pet battle stuff. It's always interesting to catch a little And
1: glimpse. Kraft followed me back this weekend. So um, I just, I felt like I, went, I won Twitter.
0: Life is at good. At that
1: point, I was like, this is... The greatest day of my life <laughs> not
0: really but, yeah you, know. you should probably just sign off twitter you're basically done at this point <laughs>
1: i'm one yeah, there's nothing over. left to do yeah. game over
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so eleanor thanks for being on the show and sharing kind of everything you learned i really appreciate it
1: thanks for having me on the podcast josh it was great to uh have my opinions look good are going to be listened to by thousands of people
0: yeah it's fun it'll be As awesome you're... yeah it was really cool, and so if you guys liked having Eleanor on the show or having a guest in general, definitely let us know so we can do this more often. Um, it'd be fun. I'm I'm curious to see if what people think, because uh, I think having a second voice on here is much needed and awesome. Um, and if you think so too, you should let me know. Um, thanks to everyone in the I chat. I think so, Josh. I think I'm going
1: <laughs> right. to a show, and you should be right. back. We've so
0: got far. at least one other vote. That's good. So two people, two out of two agree. <laughs> That's good. Let's see if we That's can keep this hundred percent. Yeah. We'll see if we can keep it at a hundred percent. If you like it too, let us know. Um if you don't, don't because you'll ruin our hundred percent ratio.
1: Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> only to five star reviews on iTunes. Yeah.
0: Similar things. One of my other shows, someone left a two star review and it made me sad. <gasps> two
1: stars? Like one yeah. star is like the hate
0: yeah. review. And the only thing was your file size is a little large. And I was like, really? I lost three stars for that, but that's Did all right. I leave,
1: have I ever left a five-star review on this show, Josh? I know I've left five-star reviews on some of your other shows, but I feel like I, I need know. to check in iTunes.
0: You should. If if you do, I will read it next episode. If anybody else does, I'll read it next episode. Um, so everyone should go leave five-star reviews. That would be awesome. And All right. So, Eleanor, thank you again. And thanks to everyone in the chat room. David, Daniel, Greg, Fumblefoot. Those are all the ones I remember off the top of my head. Everybody else in there. Oh, Swain popped by, too. He was there. Um, and for everyone listening, thanks for tuning in to another episode of WoW Pet Battle Crew and taming the world of Azeroth with us. Ugh. Hold on. I can't send you off on that note. That's just embarrassing for both of us. All right, here we go. Can I, can <coughs> I do your
1: outro, Josh?
0: Yeah, do it. Can I, go. Can I
1: steal it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the outro because Josh can't talk, as we already knew. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of WoW Pet Battle Crew and taming the world of Azeroth with us one turn at a time. Happy hunting, tamers.
0: That was perfect. I think I kicked my desk
1: while I was doing it, though. That was <laughs> an audio failure.
0: No, it's perfect. I like it. You gave the dramatic pause that that comma deserved, too. Happy hunting. Tamers. Tamers.